attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about who Chris Pine will be playing in the DC film universe are purely for entertainment purposes only. And I think we can announce it. Can we announce it, Paul? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Steve Trevor! Who? Isn't that the biggest who gives a shit headline? I don't know what that even means. I saw a headline that says... <laughs> Finally, it literally started with finally. Chris Pine announces which DC character he will. Per- Did I give a Steve shit beforehand? Trevor. Steve, Steve Trevor, Trevor is the uh, Lois Lane to Wonder Woman. Yeah, he's like background. <laughs> well, he, he's he's the one always getting in trouble, and Wonder Woman's got to fish him out. Oh, that makes sense. So in he's the, not the machoist guy in the world, no, right? No, but Pine? he had a lot of great hair in the seventies. TV rub it show, in, Karen. Right? Rub it in. <laughs> It was yeah, it was Lyle Wagoner. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. <laughs> uh, this. So wait, who he, had good like hair? A, he's Lyle like a military Lyle guy a who gets lost in Wonder Woman's uh, world, and then they don't we up. all? Don't we all get lost now, in Wonder Woman's it, world? That was a pretty smart move on his part. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, look at the tit with the, the tit. The tits. Exactly. The tits. the tits will save me, so I might as well keep falling in a well. The tits will you save me. Don't I'm they uh, reflect bullets or whatever? I oh, know those are the things on her wrist. Never mind. No. I wonder how many times that mistake was made. Hey, the, where the are the tits? tits? I mean, uh, Linda Carter. Where's Linda Carter? You can tell Adam isn't here, because if Adam were here, you would get immediately, here's who Steve Trevor is. Yeah, and there would be a, a whole bi- a biography about Steve <laughs> yeah, Trevor yeah. and his uh, origins. Yes. I'm sure it exists. He'd eventually get to the tits, but it would take him a lot yeah. longer. Yeah. Welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And remember, fish are friends, not food. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club. In an area of the valley, you'll soon know why they call Burbank Airport adjacent. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, tune in, and of course, themovieguys.net, which I should lead with. You're right. Yeah, that should be like the <laughs> first thing. Go to movieguys.net. Absolutely. So when folks free. are at home and they're getting ready to write stuff down with their golf yeah. pencil, they could write that the right away. Movieguys.net. Mm-hmm. And it's free. It's Doesn't matter if you, uh, you know, we appreciate those who subscribe, those who leave comments and write nice reviews. Especially at iTunes. when they say nice things. And we still won't charge you. No. So there you go. Well, we mentioned what? it's free because we've received some emails from some listeners who keep putting coins in their computer, <laughs> thinking that's, that. that's you don't need don't to do, do that. that. It's not like that. a pinball game. Yeah, that's a, just, that's a disk drive. Yeah, there you, you have an old computer. <laughs> uh, I still have a tray that slides oh, out. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And I just bought that computer. They still make those. Off topic. Fair okay. enough. We're at. Uh, I'm using one here at the, this, but it doesn't have the tray. No, this yeah, is mine has a tray. Disc I use it to hold my sodas. Yeah, it's like it's like a cup. I'm on a plane, right? You feel all proud of yourself. I pretend I'm in first class in yeah. my room. All right, we're also on wbad.net Internet Radio Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Basically, just search the movie guys on Google, Yahoo, or Bing, Bing, and we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Son, you've got a panty on your head. And Karen Volpe. I go to meetings and hug people that smell. Later in the show, we will be joined by the co-host of a new internet talk show coming oh. up called Pictures Up. Hey, wait a minute. Is there room on the internet for another talk show? I don't hey, know. There is. There is? There is. We even run out of internet? You know what I just found out? Actually, it's funny you should bring that up. What? I think it's 400 <laughs> hours per minute or something like that is uploaded oh, to YouTube or something crazy Oh, like really? That. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah. There's that many There's people getting so hit in the balls by YouTube. something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're eventually going to epi- run out It's of- a medical <laughs> epidemic. I never thought about it that way, Karen. <laughs> Between cat videos and someone getting hit in the nuts. You can't get enough. Entertainment. Oh, 
What? Cats getting hit in the nuts. Got it. Done. Pi- What's your viral video? Pat you got bending. your viral video. I'm going to get a cat getting hit in the balls. Uh, this oh, show, Pictures Up, is going to be up very soon, and it, mm. we're going to have um, the hosts here. They're going to interview celebrities on the show, so oh. you get a new one every week, I imagine. Cool. Mandy Schneider and Darwin Harris hey, will be here. Hey, hey, hey. No, there's applause. That does sound like a show I would tune into. Do you tune into the internet? Nope. No, you don't? You just, you just you turn it on, and it's there. You take a quarter, and you stick it in your zip drive. <laughs> And you tune in. <laughs> As ever, we'll be here prepping you for what's in theaters every week. So come back every week, and we'll fill you in. For example, this week sees the new release of a... Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, wait a second. Doesn't Christmas come in July? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, really? Oh, I see. is almost dancing oh. going out. Literally so, goosebumps. Tune, Literally goosebumps. Tune in to the YouTube feed of this bad boy. You get some dancing from Bart. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. That's right. Bart loves Tom Cruise. Paul, this movie is going to be like a Tom Cruise sandwich with Tom Cruise meat in a Tom Cruise bun. You're being sandwiched by Tom Cruise right now with the movie posters. and Dipped in Tom Cruise sauce. <laughs> oh, no. Tom Cruise sauce. Admittedly, I may have crossed a line. Oh, you did, oh, yes. That's, All disgusting. Right. that's right. This week, it's time for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Uh-oh. We're on DEFCON 5. High cruise alert. Not only does, Tom Cru- does a Tom Cruise movie come out, but it is the Tom Cruisiest of Tom Cruise movies, a Mission Impossible movie. The syndicate is real. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but, oh, no, no, we won't. We will not talk about it later. We will talk about it now, goddammit. Cruise News! You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Show me the money. <laughs> all right, cruise news. It's all cruise. Sometimes we, uh, if you're listening to the show for the first time, sometimes we have cruise news on the show. Yeah. And Bart updates yeah. us as what's going on with Tom Cruise. This is going to be a full show oh, of cruise news. Yeah, it's all nothing but. So prepare cruise. yourself. But let's not forget, in theaters already, because it had an early opening on Wednesday the 29th, is Vacation, starring Ed Helms as Jason Sudeikis and Christina Applegate as Jennifer Aniston, I imagine. What kind of asshole would drive his family cross country? <laughs> Audrey, Dad wanted us to be close, and that's all I want for my family. That's Clark Griswold's son now taking the... Uh, fabled trip to Wally World with his family that uh, Clark took uh, back in the 80s. Small plot point hole. Didn't Wally World close in vacation? Right? That's the whole thing. It was closing. Parks closed. Moose should have told you out front. No, no. It just was closed that, that day. day. Oh, After oh, they traveled across. They oh, they were painting. There they were doing but, some painting hey, or something. that's not a bad reason to maybe go watch it again and clarify that for yourself yeah. because it's a good watch. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a classic. And you forget how wonderful John Candy is in the last oh. minute, <laughs> last <laughs> 20 minutes of that movie. He's so funny. Yeah, it, it is really a, a, a piling on of, of good. I mean, John Hughes wrote the script. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Yeah. Well, the things I learned coming to this National show. Olympic, there you go. Stick Lindsay, with us. Lindsay Buckingham, Bart, right? Far. You can't go wrong with vacation. Lindsay Buckingham and the great uh, Holiday, Holiday Road, Road song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christy Brinkley brought to our attention for the first uh, time. You got to like that. Wait, no. She existed before that, didn't she? Perhaps she existed somewhere, <laughs> but not where you could see her. Not in the big not in the big no, screen? No, after that, the next year was an innocent man, and she started showing up <laughs> in the Billy Joel video. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. No, I, I'm actually looking forward to this one. I think it's going to look... It's. I mean, it literally is the same movie, right? I mean, it's beat for beat the same <laughs> movie, but, so. you know... All right, we'll find out. We'll get to that one later in the show. I want to start we'll things out with a, with a program note, though. The next oh. show we're doing... Uh, and if you're getting this on, if you're getting the show on Thursday or Friday when we normally post it, this Sunday, August second, at the uh, 13th annual Los Angeles Improv Comedy Festival, 
a lengthy name. I got to get Improv it right. Improv comedy. Basically, the go over to iOS. Go uh, the LAICF. ICF, yes. Yeah. Go over to the iOS in Hollywood. 3 p.m. And we're going to be doing a live broadcast from there. Oh wow! Talking about the new documentary. I am Chris Farley. Yep. Uh, Kevin Farley, of course, great friend of the show, produced this documentary, and we're going to get a chance to see it and then roundtable discuss it with special <gasps> guest Joel, Joel Murray. Murray. The Yay. return of the great Yay. Joel Murray coming in to, uh, to discuss it all with us. Of course, Joel was a castmate of Chris Farley's back at Second City, and I'm sure he's got a bunch of great stories about Chris. And we'll, you know, we'll talk about the legacy uh, he leaves behind from so all you his can different come work. A Second City, we'll cover Improv Olympic, we'll cover the movies, SNL, all that stuff. So you can we'll come and see our show live. We haven't done it live in a couple of years. We used to do a show at Second City, but now we'll be back. Yeah, outside of movie premieres here and there or something, yeah, we haven't done anything live. So this will be fun. Well, you we know, got Mandy and Darwin glaring at us for the next half hour. So we'll get used to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're in the green room. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> they're in the green room. Uh, so come on, go to our Facebook page. There's info about it, uh, facebook.com slash themovieguys. And then there's a place there to buy tickets. If you're involved with the fest, it's free. If not, it's 10 bucks. But again, to, to hear Joel Murray pontificate about his rich history in improv, you want to be there. And I'm not making any promises, but we might be able to get him to do an Pantsless? impression. Pantsless? What? No. <laughs> That's always a pro- promise. <laughs> might know. be able to get Joel to do an impression of okay. not just Brian Doyle, but I want him to do Bill again. <laughs> <laughs> he did Golfing. the best Bill Murray impression. I yeah. never thought yeah. to do that. Well, it's because he did it. He did it in, in a way that most people probably don't hear him talk. They think, "Oh, I'm going to do you know crazy Scrooge Bill Murray, Carl Spangler." Carl Spang- yeah. yeah. No, he was doing his brother giving him shit while he was golfing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. All right. Well, let's get on to our first film, a new Mission Impossible movie. You know, Paul, I'm going to jump in right here and <laughs> let you know you that of okay, the many things that don't suck about this particular Mission of Impossibility is that it was written and directed by Chris McQuarrie of Jack Reacher fame. Something else that doesn't suck about this movie uh-huh. is the score, which was written by friend of the show Joe Kramer. Joe Kramer. Also guy. of Jack Reacher fame. <laughs> and last but not least, yes. one of the biggest things that does not suck about this movie is that it stars Tom Cruise, who, of course, also starred in Jack Reacher. I'm starting to see a trend here. I should hope so, Paul. I should really hope so. All right, well, let's talk about it. Here we go. There seems to be a somewhat misplaced colon in the title for this movie. It's actually Mission Colon Impossible Dash Rogue Nation. Now, we're hoping that this misplaced colon doesn't spell the same disaster as a misplaced colon in the body. Shit everywhere. Not possible. But here's the plot to the movie. Tom Cruise hangs off of a real freaking airplane for real. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Now, it is widely known that Tom does a lot, if not all, of his own stunts. That's really him hanging off that plane. And yes, that's really him riding that motorcycle and driving that car. And yes, that's really him being that insanely charming. Like other Mission Impossible movies. It's not a stunt, Karen. <laughs> I, I, I thought they had to have somebody come in and it's do that. It's not computers. It's not special we effects. We thought it was him. Let's get the stunt grin. Stunt grin. <laughs> somebody come in and be charming. All right. <laughs> not, not so. He does it all. He does wow. it. Uh, like other Mission Impossible movies, the plot is rather simple and streamlined. The IMF team has to do something impossible. Boom, there's your movie. Oh, and it stars Tom Cruise, so boom, there's your movie. <laughs> this time, the impossible mission is to take down the Syndicate, a rogue organization. Ooh, hey, it's the title. Oh, boom. Uh, in Tom Cruise's fifth outing as Ethan Hunt, the IMF, the Impossible Missions Force, is torn apart because that's what you do to Impossible Missions Forces. First of all, I'll watch any movie with a force in it. I just I, I like watching forces pulling off stuff that uh, 
those that are less than a force could not. Oh, yeah. Delta Force, Force 10 from Navarone, these are great forces. Come to think of it, I'll see anything with a syndicate, too. However, the IMF is forced... See what I did there, Paul? Yeah. ...to disband by CIA Chief Alan Hunley, played by Alec Baldwin. Here's a clip. Okay. Fuck you! That's my name! <laughs> that might not have been the... Yeah, what, no. like we're not going to play that? Okay. Right. So, Alec Baldwin is a giant prick. Now, where have I seen this before? What group home did you escape from that you would dare talk to me like some plumber's wife in front of Ron Gordon and Bob Overmeyer? I'm sorry. Here's, Paul, if you would, the actual clip. All right. Mr. Chairman, the time has come to dissolve the IMF. It's not just a rogue organization. It is a disgraced one. Disgraced. Why? Because all they do is the impossible? Look, more than anything, I think Alec is threatened by Tom's good looks, and deep down inside, he knows that Ethan Hunt could kick Jack Ryan's ass. The syndicate, who some people think doesn't even exist... The syndicate is real. ...is See? after the IMF or something. <laughs> I'm not sure what the villainous plot is, but what I do know is that there is only one man who can stop them, and that's the whole reason I go to movies. Now, the syndicate is like the IMF, but with an evil mustache. You know, I think the leader should have been played by Tom Cruise with an evil mustache. Hey, digital that up. That would be cool. <laughs> who is this syndicate, and why is so little known? <laughs> Can the IMF beat a foe so shadowy it leads one to wonder if there even really is a syndicate? The syndicate is real. Well, that solves that. Well, now Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, and Jeremy Renner are all back for what just might be one last time. Why would you think that? This may very well be our last mission. Let's make it count. Well, thank oh. you, thank oh. you, trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well. well, that's clear. Well, the only way this will be the last Mission Impossible movie ever is if Tom Cruise stops being the greatest thing in movies ever, and that ain't happening soon. All right, there you go. That's Mission Impossible. They, they stopped with the numbers. One, yes. two, three, and now it's uh, Rogue Nation. Protocol, but Rogue I, Nation. I did notice that I think the colon has always been right after the word mission. It has been. On yeah. the TV show as well. That's, it's the classification of the kind of mission they're going on. Oh, mission impossible. impossible. But, but, so let's just... They're the IMF, the Impossible, impossible Missions Colon Force. Yes. Which I gather they, name, they got their name after succeeding a number of times. Okay. <laughs> I can't guarantee that. So the IMF is a thing yeah. that's an organized... They're not rogy. They're, they're organized yeah. and well-leadered. Well yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin's calling for their... Uh, yeah, for, for their heads on the Capitol floor, the Pentagon floor. Yeah. And I don't like want to look too deeply into that. So, he, so here's a guy saying, hey, we should get rid of the IMF. And then there's a syndicate that wants to get rid of the I'm just to stop thinking right there. Why the are syndicate you looking is real. Okay. Oh, don't go. look towards me. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> you looked at me as you were trying to explain What's that. going on is badassery. Honey. Oh, That's all you man. need to know. <laughs> of the highest order. And I, I'm not giving anything away. This is no. well documented. The plane scene yeah. is the opening scene to the movie. Oh, no kidding? Yes. Oh, wow. It's, it, the movie starts with him in that scene, and they just get that out of the way, and they're like... It's like a Bond opening. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. It's like Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's just a little more uh, in-depth on the spy stuff. Instead of one guy who's going to blow up the moon or whatever, it's a whole big syndicate, you know? I was watching uh, the trailer like a dozen times getting sure. ready for this yeah. show. I'm sure you were. And I don't think I'm projecting, and I really don't think I'm reading too much into things yeah. when I say you can see how much... Tom Cruise loves making movies. Just watch the trailer. He just loves what he is doing. And I think that has brought him back. Yes. You know, he never wavered from like, I just loved all this, and I don't care if you think I'm a loon or whatever, I'm yelling at uh, Matt Lauer. He just keeps doing it. And, and you know, like, 
wisest move ever was right after everything kind of went nuts for him, Les Grossman, right? In oh, a, yeah. A Tropic Thunder. Tro- yeah, exactly. He went completely... That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Against type, they say. But yeah. I was looking through his list And everybody of came around, and now he's sort of building back the... Uh, He's the last movie star. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You don't think uh, Brad or George? Nope. Where are they uh, been? Brad Pitt like? finally opened a movie in the summer with World War Z uh, to the tune of $200 million. Yeah, I guess that's but, true. But um, normally those guys aren't always going to open a movie. Cruise, yes. Are you not excited, Karen? I am. I just don't have a lot of things to offer because I think you've really covered your love for Tom Cruise. <laughs> Bart covers. We he don't need re- to be here. Don't. I don't know why we're here. I think you do a really good job. Well, I was, thank you. Um, just thinking, yeah, I do think that the Tropic Thunder move is really strong. It was super solid. Uh-oh. Oh, and he's shirtless and running in this one. Oh, good. Oh, let me make sure Tom I Tom Cruise, I have said that. before, is the best running actor in the history of movies. <laughs> Look, he's on the, he's on the oh. firm, for those watching the video, the firm poster. There oh. he is running. His with, firm run is one of my favorite runs. With when a suit and with a briefcase. Case. Well, no, the firm run that I'm thinking about is when he comes out of the house after he just told Gene Triplehorn what's going on, and she takes off because she doesn't know how to deal with it, and he comes flying down that street. And yeah, but then there's the briefcase run, too. That's good. In this one, he's shirtless and running at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the, the cinematography in this looks spectacular. Yeah. Like, they got some great, crazy shots of, uh, of stunts that look like Looked like people died. <laughs> I mean, those motorcycle shots. I mean, they're oh. right, right up their ass with the camera, and then guys are just flying over the camera. And, and the, I saw some shot where a car mm-hmm. turns oh, and takes out two yep. bikes, and the car smushes, and they hit the sides of the thing. Where's the camera and the crew and all this? And I'm, I'm pretty. I impressive. was thinking about that because who lets Tom Cruise get on a motorcycle? How do you ensure that? Right. Oh, he, but you know, you, did you hear him on the? Uh, they had, of course, the premiere at the Vienna Opera Hall or whatever, <laughs> and they showed the movie there. Uh, and Joe Kramer was right there on the red carpet. We love. Oh, him. did you see all his Facebook pictures? Yeah. Oh my God, oh, I saw him man. with Simon Pegg. I lost Simon my mind. Simon Pegg, Alex oh. oh. Chris McQuarrie, etc. Um, Good but, for him. But Tom Cruise was asked, "You can make Top Gun too? He says, "Not with CGI planes." Oh. So that means he's going to be up in a plane, oh. flying jets, because he's because he's the baddest. Uh, real quick news: I yes. heard uh, Chris McQuarrie's not going to be doing Jack Reacher too. They're, they're they're going to be doing Jack Reacher too, but Chris McQuarrie's not going to be. Oh, doing I it. hope he writes it. I don't know what how much of his involvement it's going to be, but uh, he said no. He's got something else going on. Huh. I don't know. Hey. Mm. Like he's busy all of a sudden right? with success. Here, I want to play. I want to test your knowledge of Tom Cruise, Bart. And when he says y- yours, yeah, he's looking at Bart. Uh, Karen, you can play too. I'm going to play because uh, <laughs> he has. We mentioned awesome names like Les Grossman. And now Ethan Hunt is a great name, right? Uh-oh. Tom Cruise is a history of great names oh, in the movies. Damn it! So tell you what I'll do. <laughs> I'll name a great name. I'm guessing. Keep in mind, so you better beat me. Well, here's the thing. I'm not a fanboy. I'm just a fan. Uh, but go ahead. We'll try. I'm gonna guess. I'll name them. Oh the my character. God! This is Terry Maguire. Terry Maguire. Are we doing the music? And then you name the movie. And I love Tom Cruise. Play the character. I do. Okay. I All right. You name. Okay. We're we're naming the movie. I got well, it. We're naming the movie. Okay. That was Renee I might do better with that. Yeah, so you name the movie, all okay. right? So if I said Jerry Maguire, for example, you would say... Almost famous. Karen, jump in on this one. Uh, I don't remember. Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Maguire. you got to be kidding <laughs> I'm me. I'm kind of tired. What? All right, go. All right, here's an easy one. Daniel Caffey. Oh, that Few Good Men. Few Good Men. That's your favorite movie. Ever. Charlie Babbitt. Uh, Rain Man. Very good. All right, we're, we're, we're easing it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. All right. You are. And then I said, uh, oh, I said Les Grossman. Yeah. Frank T.J. Mackey. Great name. Oh, oh. Such oh. a great name. Um, um, Karen, Magnolia. stole it out from under you. Karen. I was getting there. <laughs> Did somebody nudge you? Did you wake up? No, no, I just... No, I coffee I just kicked was, him? Yeah. 
Cole Trickle. Probably my oh, favorite. Oh, Days of Thunder. <laughs> like, isn't that just like, we need to, uh, Tom Cruise is too pretty for NASCAR. We need to ugly him up with the name, Cole Trickle. Well, you know, there's a real NASCAR driver name. Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. Yeah. But even Robert Duvall's oh. character name was Harry Hogg. Like, it was all, we're uglying up everybody in this movie because they're all too pretty in Hollywood show you my to be real NASCAR okay. guys. Joel Goodson. Cocktail? No. Oh. Joel Goodson. Good guess. Joel Goodson. Mm. Oh, Joel. Joel. Joel, Joel Goodson. Joel. Producer um, of Wheel of Fortune. Joel. Yeah. Joel Goodson, uh, Risky Business. Mm. Ah. Okay. Well done, sir. Thank you. That Thank is you. true. Actually, uh, I didn't know his last name. I just knew Joel. I Brian guess. Flanagan. Karen? Cocktail. Yes, okay. that's correct. Thank you. She might be tied with you. Yeah, I think she might be. <laughs> uh, Vincent Loria. Uh, Valkyrie? Vincent. Vincent. Ooh, oh. Vincent. Mm. Tom Cruise is a Vincent? He is. Yeah, and he's got jet In- black hair. Interve- interview with a vampire? That's Lestat. What do you No. <laughs> Vincent, what is it? <laughs> that's an unmistakable name. Lestat. Lestat? Yeah. Uh, Vincent was the color of money. Oh, oh yeah. That was in his best of years. Remember the yeah, best of? Yeah. Best fighter pilot, best car driver, oh, best yeah. pool, pool player, pool best shark, yep. bartender. You know, in the 80s, he was the best. Uh, here's a tough one Ray Farrier. Top Gun. I don't know. No. Yeah, you might not think of this one as even Ray? a Tom Cruise movie. Ray Farrier. Ray Farrier. Not a Tom Cruise movie. Can I have another hint, please? <clears throat> uh, science fiction. Ooh. Ooh. Well, it's not Oblivion. No. And it's not. Oh, help! What's going on in the back? Help from the, from audience. the green room. Minority Report. Minority Report. Minority Report. Oh, yeah. that is yes. incorrect. <laughs> War of the Worlds. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that one. Didn't Starring I? Dakota Fanning. Uh, we'll do one more, and yes. then we'll. Okay, if Mandy's going to shout from the green room, I'm going to save a few for when she gets okay. in here. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, uh, let's go with Nathan Algren. Not a great name. Um. Uh. Oh. Uh. The. Uh. The. Uh, hours. The hours. He's he, not in. No, what was the other? What was the other one? Streep. No, what was the other one he was in? The other one. There's like forty other no, movies like he was in. Pe- time period. Period piece. Uh, where he's laying on a bed with a napkin over his junk or a washcloth oh, yeah, over no, his it's junk. Far and away. Far and away. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Okay. Uh, we're coming up with great titles that are <laughs> wrong. That's the last samurai, Nathan Algren. Right, oh, we'll do okay. more of those later. Yeah. yeah. Not so bad. Not Barbara, but Karen, better than I thought. Thank yeah. You. Better than I thought. Well, I think that speaks not so much to Karen, but just Paul, uh, uh, Tom, and just how ubiquitous and great Tom is. You can't, you can't, can't get away. Can't help but know. Can't help but know Tom yeah. movies. You know what you win, Karen, for your good showing? No. You get to help me preview <gasps> Vacation. Yay! I wanted to do that. Back in 1983, the original vacation was called National Lampoon's Vacation. And here's the film's marketing material the studios were circulating. From former National Lampoon writer John Hughes, Caddyshack director Harold Ramis, and Oh Heavenly Dogs, Chevy Chase. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably right. With the passing of Chevy Chase's ability to fill the position of Chevy Chase, the job of being a Chevy Chase has been passed on to a new actor, Ed Helms. Ed Helms plays Rusty Griswold, Clark's son, and he also plays spoiler to Anthony Michael Hall's plans for a summer home. (laughs) (laughs) It's been 32 years since Clark Griswold took his family to Wally World in the original classic vacation. And now Rusty has decided to relive the trip that killed his grandmother, crushed the family car, dragged a dog to its death, got his father arrested for holding a park official at gunpoint, and stranded the entire family in the desert. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to double dip in some of that? Clearly, this experience left him emotionally scarred for life. So why not subject the wife and children to the same torture and torment he suffered at the hands of his own father? That's what being a parent is all about. 
There's an old adage that goes something like this. There's nothing wrong with doing something that's been done before as long as you do it better. Well, the actor playing the head of this Griswold family is a, a complete prick in real life like Chevy Chase. So actually, this might be a better vacation. Who knew Anthony Michael Hall would grow up to be Ed Helms? Heck, I mean, in Vegas vacation, who knew Johnny Galecki would grow up to become Ethan Embry? <laughs> if you're paying attention. No, I won't. I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> is anyone else bothered by the fact that they don't have Anthony Michael Hall playing the grown-up version of the very same character he played when he was a kid? Okay, so just try to follow me for this. Okay, Hollywood? When Anthony Michael Hall was a teenager, he played the part of teenage Rusty Griswold. And this new version of Vacation is about Rusty as a grown man. Hey, guess who else is a grown man now? And in real life. Anthony Michael Hall. I'm pretty sure that playing the same character only 30 years older when you yourself are literally 30 years older is an acting stretch even Anthony Michael Hall could make. Mm. Good point, Karen. Just saying. And I didn't know this movie was directed by Judd Apatow. It isn't. Then what's Leslie Mann doing in it? There you go. But times have changed. We won't be seeing Randy Quaid in this one. So, Rupert, you want to fuck me? I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> and then I stopped the tape right Yes, thank yeah, you. And in this installment, the calamity has been ratcheted up a few notches. For example, instead of Clark skinny dipping in a hotel pool late at night, this version has the entire family literally wallowing in excrement. We're naked and covered in human waste. Oh, come on, sweetheart. We don't know that it's human. All right, I'll tell you what is human Easy waste. now. The movie doesn't mean you any harm. Doesn't it? They actually have them gargling raw sewage. Oh, like eating a Yoshinoya bowl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Slap that together with a big horn. That's vacation. All right. Let's just take care of something right off Ooh, okay. of this. What do you got? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When Chevy Chase made the original vacation movie... There's nothing sexier than him with his little dimple and a pair of hot, tight pants. I don't get that from Ed Helm at all. No. <laughs> there is something so sexy about Chevy Chase in this movie that you want to go on this adventure with him. I never really? Really? felt yeah. like Ed Helm. clothes and all? Yes. He's really hot in that movie, and he's tall, and he's gorgeous, and the dimple, and the hair, and even the poster, which I know is ridiculous, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Come on. Exaggerated. But Chevy Chase was so friggin' sexy that it made this whole movie. I just don't... Confidence wins. He had that. See, Ed Helms I, This is, is a totally new angle on this movie, Karen. I've never oh, yeah. heard anything about sexy Chevy Chase. What? Oh, my... Yes, yeah? yes. Coming off a of foul play. Women in like the house are saying yes. Okay. And Caddyshack. That was before he went to Looney Land, but he was pretty friggin' hot. And I gotta tell you, I have this, like... Dream of seeing him and Bill Murray wrestle around. Remember that fight they had? Okay, what? Do I'm they just kiss? Saying, in they your don't dream? kiss, but they do wrestle on and fight. That was the only, you know, when uh, gone into Chevy came Tom back to Cruise Sarah Live sauce, once Bill Murray man. was a full time <laughs> cast member, and then Bill Murray was sticking up for the gang, and then Chevy was like trying to be the big dog. <sighs> I just picture that with mud. So, what happened? I do want to address again mm -hmm. the Anthony Michael Hall. Because and here's why. Because I was watching the trailer. There's a there's a scene in the trailer where Ed Helms is reminiscing about his boyhood, and it's a picture of the original cast of <laughs> Vacation <laughs> with Anthony Michael Hall in it. And yeah. do do you not call Anthony Michael Hall? Well, maybe Anthony Michael Hall made someone angry with him at some point. Or is he clearly is he, is he too old? No, he's not too old. 
Wait, he's, he's exactly the same age as the well, number may- of years between that movie and now. Hang right? on. You know how they take older actors and make them kids? Maybe he was 30 when he played Rusty. <laughs> that's Perhaps that's know. the problem. <laughs> he turns out he was 32. I mean, I don't know that Ed Helms is particularly bankable. I mean, we'll find out. If that's if he went with a bankable guy. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Ed Helms. I do, too. I just, you know. Yeah, Chevy no, Chase. he's hilarious. I mean, on mm. The Office, he was Andy Bernard. Yeah. Doesn't get any better than Andy But then again, Bernard. Rusty wasn't hot, so this makes sense. I'm, I'm coming around. Okay. <laughs> but you don't want to see Ed? You said Ed's not hot, right? No, but he doesn't need to be. Now I'm thinking about it. He's Rusty. Oh. Chevy Chase. Oh. Yeah. And I will tell you, not ha- don't miss the word National Lampoon. Oh, right. It's not there. But don't miss that. Because they put out no other good movie, like, ever. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, National Lampoon. When was the last time they put out a National Lampoon something? Van Wilder. Wilder. Well, Van Wilder was one. But then I think there's been a ton of stuff that goes oh. straight to video that's just, like, dismissed that, as, you know, uh, cheap hackery. But that used to be, like, <gasps> National Lampoon's coming out with a movie. This is going to be hilarious. It's going to be racy. Well, we knew there was going to be tits. Tits mm. is what I was thinking when I was saying all that. I know. Yeah. That's what I meant. Animal House and Vacation, and then eh, not so much. Yeah, else. It, was a, it was kind of like a stamp of quality, mark of okay. Well, this is yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I yep. don't have high hopes for this. I think it looks like in the trailer when it, they could be clever, they're instead being gross or, you know, uh, shocking. Well, they're in. Poop. Which I don't want. I'm not a big I, I brood. Mean, you can do that stuff, but I don't know how much else will be mixed with it. Grandpa Caius has something to say about yes, this. Yes, Grandpa Caius. Go ahead, Grandpa. There is a, a theme or a device that they use in this movie that I've seen once or twice in other movies that drives me up a wall. Uh-oh. Well, where they will take a child and have him just be the meanest creature on earth. So there's this dynamic between the two boys where the one is just a horrible human being literally trying to kill his brother all the time. And you saw this in Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights where the two little kids were just these insanely foul-mouthed little creatures. I'm sorry, but this is just the wrong message to be sending to anybody. I don't think it's funny. It just makes me cringe every time. That's the a little grandpa. Of... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I admit but it. I get, but I get you. I get where you're coming from. It just. What I... about the putting the kid in danger in a movie like Newt in Aliens? Cheap trick or uh, well, cool no, with that? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm not a... I like to um, take Stumpy all children there, out of movies because they usually cause Rose trouble. Bart. That's annoying. <laughs> We're done talking about Tom Cruise, so I don't know what. The no, hell I guess I guess it's anymore. because it's I was making up shit to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. All right, no, so Paul and I worked at a uh, before. I don't we, like children. We moved to Chicago. Well, we worked, why don't you lead with that? We can all get behind you. <laughs> we worked in a regional theater company in Newport, Rhode Island, that did living history tours, and so we became members of the 400, which was Mrs. Astor's. I, this is going somewhere. Mrs. Astor had a ballroom, and she could only put 400 people in it, so there was a list of really famous, rich, rich rich-ass people that could be in the 400. Well, Paul's character was not one of those people, but I was told to create a character that was part of the 400, so they gave me some research material, and I went through all 400 names, and I could pick one, and I was so excited when I saw that one of the names of these rich families was the Griswolds. Ah. And so I, because... And they had a gorgeous place on Bellevue Avenue. Gorgeous place. Yeah, handed down. So I pretended that I was Eleanor Margaret Griswold, and when people would come on tour, I would, whenever I would have to stretch and make stuff up, because there's only so much information you can tell them, and then you kind of got to fill because, you know, there's a backup somewhere. Maybe somebody wasn't getting their peach tea fast enough. (laughs) 
So you're in the ballroom, you're trying to fill. So what I would do is I would start talking about my crazy Uncle Clark uh, and how he took his family out west. And did anyone ever no get this? No one ever knew! <laughs> and I would talk about all the trials and tribulations of going towards the gold rush. Oh, that's funny. With their family and how the, you know, the dog died. And we and lost some people on the way. We lost some people on <laughs> you know, the way. Those treks were very arduous. It wasn't yeah. uncommon. And when we got there, it was closed. The gold was the closed. The gold was closed. <laughs> I got, I got two hey. more uh, quick things to do yes. before we get on to our guests. Uh, first up is a new segment. Oh, well, don't we have another movie? Last Week Movie Review. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. What well, is it? It's a new it? segment that we're all very excited about. I'm psyched. Yeah. What, what happened? And we, uh, we talk about a movie that came out last week uh, that is currently in theaters now. Wait, wait, wait a second, Paul. Wouldn't so that actually just ado, be a movie? Last Week Movie Review. Southpaw is the classic riches-to-rags, back-to-riches story that America loves so much. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal plays Billy, the great hope, a professional boxer who finds himself... I'm sorry, Paul. I, I think you mean the great white hope. Billy, the great white hope, is, is probably his name. No, he's not a shark. He's a guy who boxes, so his name is Billy Hope. So Ooh, Billy, Billy the Shark. Now, that oh, would be a really good. cool boxing I name. Yeah. Now, where was I? Jake Gyllenhaal plays a prize fighter. Why do men spend so much time getting in great shape to play dumb guys? <laughs> Yeah, uh, sure. And his character is struggling to get his life back on track after his wife. Who is played by um, Rachel McAdams. Wait, she plays Adrian. Maureen. Maureen. Yeah. Jake well, Gyllenhaal played movie. a creepy guy in Nightcrawler. Now he plays a violent boxer. Jake, is there something you'd like to tell the rest of us? Can we go on? What? Maureen gets killed and Billy loses his daughter to child protective services. Oh, oh spoiler alert. His wife dies, he loses the kid? Yeah, no need to say spoiler alert. They show that in the trailer. What? Really? Well, then, after he loses his wife and kid, I'm sure there's a really cool plot twist that we couldn't possibly imagine. Well, he goes to seek the guidance and training of a wise and grizzled veteran fight trainer who takes him under his wing. And hey, Paul, uh, spoiler alert again, please. They show that in the trailer, too. Oh. All right. Look, look, I have the Hollywood press release right here because we haven't done this enough. Right. <laughs> Four times in one sketch. This is from the desk of Hollywood, Ooh. says in the, uh, <clears throat> the top of the sheet. Yeah. You don't want to go surprising audiences by showing them a bunch of stuff happening in the movie that they don't expect. Well, okay, fine. Well, I hope at least the trainer he goes to is a black guy. Of course. Okay. Otherwise, I mean, who would believe that a white guy could be a boxing champion? Ridiculous. <laughs> that movie would never sell. You idiot! I Oops. Whoops. Whitaker plays Titus Tick Wills. And he owns a boxing gym where Billy ends up taking a job to help make ends meet after he's lost everything. Here's a clip. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for a job. I'm a hard worker. I set high goals. My motto is, if you want to win the lottery, you have to make the money to buy a ticket. So what do you say? I could start tomorrow or even why not tonight? That might have been Nightcrawler. Might have been. But this That's once so promising creepy. prize fighter and old broken down trainer soon find redemption in one another. Or motivation in one another. Or inspiration or perspiration or something. Because <laughs> they decide to join forces when Tick agrees to train Billy for the one fight that could help him get back on top of the boxing world. So he can finally live the life all the great fighters are destined to live. Fighting one too many bouts and retiring permanently brain damaged. Well, at least they don't give away the ending. I mean, we still don't know if he actually makes a comeback and wins the big fight. Right. Sure we don't. And that's last week movie <laughs> review, Southpaw. I'm sorry, Paul, that, but, that that actually kind of felt like it was just one of our standard movie reviews. And, you know, you just had a different introduction to it. That's all. Retraction! Retraction! 
That we was the to, most successful quiet moment we've ever I done. Retract we, I was thing. really <laughs> impressed by that. I'm like, how long can we go with one of us blabbering <laughs> over it? We should have talked about this movie last yeah. week, and we didn't. I thought it was coming out the 31st. How I could you off. not know to talk about this? It's on a giant billboard when you're sitting there by the church with the AIDS ribbon on it there in Hollywood. You're looking up at it for a long time at the light. Now, I don't get all my what? movie advice from Frank DeFord, Sports Illustrated sports writer. He hated this movie. Oh. Um, but if you read uh, the Wikipedia on it, there's a lot going on in this movie. There's a, there's a lot of things that kind of are happening you outside of at this ring, point, right? right? you got to bring the goods because it's just boxing movies have been done a bazillion times. Yeah, and that's what he, his point was. I mean, how many different takes can you have on a guy who's a boxer and tries to win the big fight? That's kind of, you know. So there's a lot there's there's a lot to his per- personal life. He loses the kid, the wife wow. dies. He goes and gets a job at Forrest Whitaker's gym. Then he tries to seek revenge on the guy that actually killed his wife, and, and he doesn't. And all this and other get stuff. the kid uh, custody of the kid loses custody. Yep, yeah. and all that. He good tries stuff. to get that yeah. back. So a lot going on. I, I do want to see it. Yeah. I like uh, I like a good Fuqua, <laughs> Antoine Fuqua. I dip mine in cheese. I mm. like mine when it's chocolate. Chocolate Fuqua. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Nightcrawler speech. Yeah. Wow, creepy. That's the best. You saw the movie, right? Yes. So you know it's actually longer. Yeah. It's like this huge Mm -hmm. thing. He was just on uh, NPR the other night talking about, and he actually to this day remembers that speech that he gave in Nightcrawler. Yeah, he was a... He's a, a good. Oh, he's very what? cool. I went to a Jarhead screening. He did a Q and A afterwards. He's just a funny. He's a, he's a, a guy. How do we feel about him? I we like him. I we don't like exactly. his sister. Isn't that what we've decided? Yeah, I think that's the decision here. I we, we're not. Big I didn't like him when he first came on the scene. I thought he was dull in a lot of movies, right? or he was playing a character who's supposed to be interesting. I didn't think his performance lived up to it. But then Jarhead, from Jarhead onward, everything has been great. Brokeback Mountain. Um, it seems like he keeps trying prisoners. to to prove himself, but if but you look at his body to, work, great. it's like amazing. Yeah. Um, what was that time travel movie he did where he C- was, Source Code? Oh that's my, great. that was a great movie, right, yeah. Mandy? I love that was a great movie. I was I saw actually saw it in the theater one of the few times I left the home. I'm, I'm like writing it down. This was yeah, it was the a home. <laughs> Don't oh, your home. home. My home. Oh, gotcha. Left the house. Left the house. Out of the home for um, time. <laughs> no, you yeah. weren't. I was. He came around to me. Slow, slow build that Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, yeah. Now I'm a big fan. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And now I have to go back and watch City Slickers though, because that's his first movie. Yeah, I, I still, in my mind's eye, can't place him in that. He plays Billy Crystal's yeah, son. Kids, yeah. yeah, that was his first acting gig, as we discovered last week. All right, listen. Now, before we take a break and get to our guest couple of guests. Oh, yeah. I want to take another moment to acknowledge a sponsor of the show. Read Martin's book, The Real Truth, everything you didn't know you need to know about making an independent film. So filmmakers to be, pay attention as we talk about uh, the book every segment here uh, and every show. Um, and we don't want to we, we don't miss out on that today, so we're going to discuss Chapter 7, Phones Off, Common Production Day Mistakes. So this is a chapter that really sets an indie filmmaker up for the shoot day. And Karen's going to lead us in a chat about it, who read that chapter. What do you think? I am. As a matter of fact, there's something kind of interesting. The reason I wanted to do this chapter is because it was called Phones Off, and I love my phone. But I was thinking that it was just going to be something to do with the sound. Oh, you know, if you don't turn your phones off, then you can ruin a take and blah, blah, blah. No, no. It goes way deeper than that. As a matter of fact, when they started to talk about what can go wrong on production day mistakes and that kind of thing, 
Something as simple as having phones on the set not in airplane mode can destroy all of the sound, even if it's not literally making a sound because of the different waves of all the microphones that are being used. Uh, it, it, can, it can do that yeah. type of thing. All Especially if you're using so. like wireless lobs uh-huh. and everything. Uh-huh. And I know that, you know, that just seems like, oh, of course, but really, you have to have the phones literally off. And, Powered off. And there's so many. two seconds, people. But there's so many people who are on the set, you really have to get into their butts and tell them, hey, you got to take this and turn this stuff off. What a modern day problem. I know. And but it, for an indie, too, especially yeah. important because it's like, oh, yeah. we don't have this money to begin with. You can't be screwing around on your phone. You know, if we're at CBS or whatever, we'll cough up a few extra bucks to reshoot stuff. But, but the reason he's saying that is because whenever you're working on an independent film, one of the most important things is good sound. How many times do you go to see a movie and it looks good, but it sounds crap-tastic? And you are out. I, uh-huh. I have said this for a long time. I've produced my own yep. movies and I produced a television show. And when I was producing my show, I made a huge stink about we have to have good audio. Yeah. Because if, you're, if your visuals are tweaked, you can always... Your brain fills it in. That, and you can play it off as stylistic. Oh, it's yeah. underlit or it's filtered. But there is no stylistic audio. When things sound like shit, it sounds like shit. People don't go, I did that for effect. Oh, you made it sound like everyone was in a trash can for effect? No, you didn't. And you're right, Paul. It takes you out of that immediately. Well, here we have the um, director of Slumdog Millionaire, Danny Boyle. He said, after we made 28 Days Later, people would come up to us and ask, how do you scare people in a movie? Give me three ways. And I would tell them. Ticket price. Ticket price. (laughs) (laughs) Sound. Sound. Sound, oh, yeah. because not only can it be craptastic sound, but it can actually be sound that will fulfill what you're trying to accomplish in the movie if you have good sound. So you don't want to scrimp on sound. And at the scrimp? same scrimp, scrimp. don't scrimp or skimp. I'm making a word. I think scrimp's a word. Don't scrimp on sound. But also, if you're going to shrimp, don't shrimp on the line producer <laughs> either. Ooh. Okay, explain me the line okay, producer. Okay, I have underlined this because I wanted to know what it was too, essentially. Wait a minute, are you asking what a line producer is? I got an idea, but I want to okay. see, so right. see what, what, what the book's What's the big damn deal? Because when you make your movie, you have to have a good line producer. We know the, the great Pat Peach, who loves our show. Line producer. Line producer. Essentially, a line producer will take the script, break it down, create a realistic schedule that's very important, not a schedule that we hope we can do, an actual realistic schedule, generate a doable budget for the amount of money that you actually have, and create a production scenario and a post-production scenario that actually works. Oh, my God. I love that person. Is that the same as a UPM, unit production manager? I don't know that information. Anyone? But a whole you can get a hold of your friend Reed and he can tell us. Right. But the <laughs> idea is you have to have somebody who's realistic about it because you can say, oh, we want to shoot the movie in you know 20 days. But realistically, could even someone with all the resources in the world like Steven Spielberg shoot something in 20 days? Oh, good point. You know, So Probably they're saying not. look at the people that you really emulate and that you want to be like. And see how long it takes them. I mean, clearly, he's going to have a longer production shoot schedule than you are. But you can't be unrealistic about it because then you will never be able to accomplish your goals. So whenever they did Swingers, I can't remember. Oh, they referenced Swingers again? Yes, they Uh, do Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman, there we go. When they were working on Swingers, they knew that they were on a very specific budget. So what he decided to do, the lighting designer said, I'm going to throw out the movie lighting and shoot with natural light, just using brighter than normal everyday lights and a couple of other things too so I can get closer to my 20-day shoot. Because a lot of the times when you're setting up your regular lighting effects, it'll take twice as long. So he knew to save time, he would not 
use regular lighting. He would use the more uh, controllable, you know, regular lighting and save time. I think they referenced the production team making that choice in the chapter that I read about money as well, because a choice like that also saves cash. Ah, exactly. And they also said, which camera should we use? And it goes on and on. And it started talking about specific cameras. And of course, I don't know anything about that. (laughs) But what I did take away is the best one you can get. So use the best one that you can afford because they also say that sometimes it's better to buy the camera that you're going to use because then you're going to have it for years and also your own editing system and software instead of renting it because if you rent it, it may be very, maybe even half as much or almost a third as much as just buying the camera outright. And we have some friends who used to uh, then rent the camera to make up the difference. So that's a good way to do it. If you own a red camera Mm -hmm. and you can operate it, most of the time you're getting uh, a rental for both the camera and your services. Yeah, you and get make a, twice uh, as much money. Yeah. And I also have a very practical piece of advice that nobody thinks about. Uh, security is very important because you're going to have a lot of your equipment that's rented and bought in production trucks, and those trucks have to be secure at night because a lot of times savvy people who are bad you know, burglar people, they know what these trucks look like, and they mm-hmm. wait until everybody goes home, and they break open the trucks, and they steal all your crap. And keys... Make sure that there is more than one set of keys to the production trucks <laughs> because inevitably the person with the keys will go home and you won't be able to get a hold of them and the director is going to have to sleep on the floor of the van all night because he can't lock it. And then lastly, if you're doing any... Well, that way no one can steal it though. Right. You got, got built-in that's, security guard. That's what I'm saying. He can't lock it. One key, it's coming with me. You're sleeping in the truck. <laughs> and a lot of people mistakenly think that they can shoot in their own home when we talk about permits and locations. But that is only as long as you're not found out. Because even in Burbank and places around here, when you shoot in your own home, not like what we're doing at all, you're supposed to have permits to do stuff like that. And the last thing that will give you away is a professional production that should have a permit if you have professional lighting. So if you're going to go rogue, don't light it up. Like Tom Cruise? Ah. What? Title. Title. We have title. And that's okay. Uh, okay so that's, that's another it. in-depth look at the mm-hmm. well not so too in-depth. This book is huge. You want to go in-depth, get the thing yourself. The real truth, everything you want didn't know you needed to know about making independent film. I didn't know about getting film. extra sets of keys absolutely. And as I said 2 weeks ago that's where right. the move the the book wins with its interviews. He interviewed like 200 different filmmakers of various sizes and shapes from Lawrence Bender, the producer of like Tarantino movies to guys like Danny Boyle. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they inspire you to check out their movies too because you should watch early Danny Boyle and see how these guys made their independent films. That's the second chapter we've heard Swingers brought up. That is a whole school on how to just make something indie that catches on, catches fire and gets popular. So anyway, get the book. We're happy that they're sponsoring the show. But um, let's get on to uh, fill in this Admiral's Club with guests. guests. Bring in the guests. Right, the two hosts of Pictures Up, Mandy Schneider and Darwin Harris, will join us in just about 10 seconds. And we are back. Tickle your own ivories, Karen. With our guests <laughs> and a full table of movie talk ready for you. Uh, she's an actress from Chicago, uh, so we'll have to touch on that, who's appeared on, what, House, The Young and the Restless, right? Ooh, <laughs> I, I trolled IMDb. And uh, he's been seen on Cold Case, yeah, Ooh. NCIS. Now they co-host a new celebrity interview show that will be debuting soon on YouTube in the next month or so, called Pictures Up. Mandy Schneider and Darwin Harris Yay! are with us. Great to be here. Thank you for having us so much. <laughs> so you sat there in the green room and watched us talk about uh, 
Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Yes. Yes. Any thoughts on those movies? You How much do you like Tom Cruise? Tell me. <laughs> well, um, I actually just... I just think he's really freaking entertaining. Isn't he? You know what I mean? Like, Not I, a wrong I, answer. I believe he's crazy, but I don't even care. You Here's know? what I, I say about that. If you were to meet Tom Cruise, even if you thought this guy's a complete phony baloney, you would walk away going, that man really cares about me. He's going to make his experience mm-hmm. with you as genuine and real and enjoyable for you. I think he's a giver. And he seems very passionate. Yeah, doesn't he? You know, I mean, and you were right in the head with that, um, how he runs, dude. Like, oh. every, I mean, I look forward, he'd be running. You know? I mean, for his life, perfect form, in a suit, yeah. you know, still doing it. It's like, wow, yeah, like, that's that's what's entertaining to me. That five foot two body <laughs> easy, running easy, towards me. Easy. Darwin, who's the worst on screen runner actor you've ever seen? Oh, wow. Because there is a correct answer. Oh, really? Well, it depends if you mean the actual actor or the character. Because, like, you know, Phoebe's running friends. With <coughs> oh, no, no. Kind of like, weird, an actor that clearly cannot run. Oh. Um, I saw Eli Wallach run in a movie recently. That's, it was, oh. it was Steven Seagal un- is the worst. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Wow. Probably right. Yeah. I haven't seen enough films to make that judgment, though. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. me either. And nor will I mm-hmm. to confirm that. All right, so tell us about Pictures Up. Now, this is going to be a, an interv- a celebrity interview show. Yes. That, if I have it right, takes place. In the hangout mm-hmm. where the celebrity normally, normally visits. Normally hangs out, exactly. So you get them at, at their chillest, probably, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're very comfortable, like, in their whole element or whatever. And, yeah, like, it's really, it's fun because, you know, like, the whole idea came from, like, I had this idea maybe, like, two or three years ago um, to interview actors whose work we, we all respect. Um, they work all the time, but, like, they may not be necessarily considered or, like, have the opportunity to be in the Jay Leno's or, the, or like, the Jimmy Kimmel's. I mean... There's so many actors out there who are like series regulars and just don't get the publicity. So I just thought it'd be like cool to have these actors who, whose work we respect, who work all the time to really get them so that they can actually have a voice mm-hmm. outside of social media anyway, you know? Yeah, we've had a few people like that on the show, like Glenn Morshower. He's awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Beth Grant. Who you're probably saying between <laughs> the two of them have about the 400 credits. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. Oscars and whatnot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Beth was in. Uh, Tom Cruise movie, Rain Man. Sure. <laughs> right? She's been in four Best Pictures. She's been yeah. in four Best Picture movies. Would I recognize her face if yep. I saw her? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. She's on Mindy Project right now, plays yeah. Beverly, the receptionist. Yeah. And like, think about it too, man. It's like Hollywood has this way of making us feel like, okay, if you're not A-list, you're not a star. If you're not A-list, you know, you're not successful. And like, there's so many actors out there who have been working for the past 25 years consistently who, you know, it was like, wow, like, I want a career like that. And it's like, you, you want to... You don't definitely necessarily need to make $20 million a picture, you know? My mom, when she visits, her name's Iris. Mm-hmm. And she'll visit, <laughs> and we'll be going into, like, the Trader Joe's or some sort of store, and she'll be like, that's Jim MacGyver. I'm making that up. But that's Jim MacGyver. He had two lines on CSI <laughs> yeah. five years ago. She's, I'm going to go up and say hello. Then your mom is going to love going to Gelson's. Oh, yes. <laughs> Here's Beth Grant. I don't know if you recognize her yeah. from these pictures. She was in Speed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was. Yep. Yeah, you're true. right. I remember mm-hmm. her. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, your mom is right. There's so many people who have these parts that um, are making a living. And if it weren't for these people in these shows television shows and movies the star would have no one to talk to exactly and so of course they have to, uh, they they deserve to be heard too that's really cool isn't there a documentary about steven tobolowski 
It's very possible. I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's about his. Who's that? He's Ned Ryerson in uh, oh, Groundhog's Ned? Day. Ned. Ned, Ned and, Ryerson. And five years earlier, played the evil white supremacist in Mississippi Burning. Like, there wow. he flipped the switch wow. on that. Wow. Yeah. And wow. he's exactly one of these people you're talking about, Darwin. Who every, he's ubiquitous. Everyone knows him, but he's not an A-lister. I right. bet you he's got a home or two because mm-hmm. he's a very successful. And I, I think it's a great idea to give those people an opportunity to get out and. And, and like you said, have a voice. I'd love to hear what their life is like. I'm pretty sure I know what being George Clooney is all about. Well, like it really gives you like a really cool. It really gives you a really cool perspective on on the business. Um, exactly. And like yeah. how they live their life outside the business. That's exactly. But, yes. But I mean, like I mean, just their everyday life, going to auditions, their experiences in that, and like even though they're really really successful, they still have bad days. Yeah. You know, in the room, like we, a lot of people think that you know, if you work all the time. You killed every audition, but you know they someone had a holding deal or someone had uh, something else going on. So um, it's really, r- really fun. Like for me, being an actor, it's definitely a learning experience. Um, so holding the interviews right now, the Facebook page is up, the YouTube yes. page is up. So go to both those places and search and we have pictures Twitter up. and all. That. Okay, and Instagram, I noticed too, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. So follow all that in anticipation for the first episode. Now, who's the first guy? Because you already shot it and it's in post. So who's the first interview? Alan Me Ballard's his name. Um, he was a series regular in Numbers on CBS. And he's going to be on uh, a show coming up called The Catch, which is a Shonda. Shonda Rhimes show. Oh, which is he's in. Huge. I know, right? <laughs> like, like, yeah. So, And that's going to be a, a mid-season replacement probably in the late fall, the winter, or whatever. So once we get that a premiere date, then we'll probably post it around then. But, um, yeah, man, like he's like really cool. Yeah, what did you learn? Because you said you your goal is to learn stuff from these people who work all the time. So what did you, both of you uh, glean from this guy from the chat with this guy and, and where was it what's his hangout oh uh, Tuning Fork in Studio City oh my gosh it's so cute in oh, there cool. yeah. Tuning Fork yeah. I don't know it yeah really cool uh, is it a bar or restaurant gastropub uh, rest, yeah, restaurant yeah well, restaurant has so it's expensive food, how European no, it's, it's, it's not bad it's not bad at all it's not $13 bad. for two slices of pizza maybe with no, arugula no. with arugula <laughs> and, like, just so because cheese. it's no. not your hangout gastropubs they had it'll book a Shonda Rhimes show and then you can buy your pizza right right <laughs> yeah, um, but like something I learned was, you know, like stuff that I already knew, but like, it, like cool to hear how going back to auditioning, like his experience uh, getting the show, he auditioned for a different role, killed it, yep. and like, they, they felt that he wasn't right for it, and they gave him a different part, didn't have to test for it. Wow. They just cast him. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. that's Boom. pretty sweet. Yeah. Did, right. yeah. did he think he was right for the first part? Because that's what sometimes can kill some of them. It's like, I'm not right for this part. I'm going, nah, 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 I'm not even right for it anyway. No, like, but if I, you kill yeah. it, and then the thing you're right for is is you don't know about right. it, waiting mm-hmm. for you, and you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he said that he did his damnedest. You know, that's like, what you got to do. did his job, and yeah. but. And also just being in this business and acting, you hear, or I, I should say, I hear so many rules. When you go into the room, make sure you don't talk too much. When you go into the room, make sure. Don't shake hands. Takes everybody's energy. Well, this dude, Ali Me, was just freaking awesome and friendly. And that didn't get him the role. His talent got him the role, but that got him in. So it's just a nice reminder. I know we all know this, but just to be nice, be be nice to everybody, be nice to the crew. Be nice. You know, it's just that was I. I loved hearing yeah. about that yeah. because you know, I mean, like the, learn to act. Nice. At the end of the day, <laughs> don't kill. At the lions. end of the day, you're going to be on set with these people for 12, 16 hours yeah. a day, and it's like, okay, do you want to be <clears throat> hanging around somebody who's 
a jerk or somebody who's has the talent and they're just like a, a naturally mm-hmm. a genuine a good person yeah who now, you've been on a few sets i don't know the size of your roles if you had great interactions with any stars or anything but who do you find who were you who did you learn something from when you were on a set anybody um sally field oh yeah yeah um that, that's a great person to learn from was that oh, brothers yeah. and sisters brothers and sisters yeah yeah um like it was interesting because you know we had our little rehearsal before the scene and she had her paper highlighted. I'm like thinking, okay, here's this Academy Award winning actor. Twice. Who, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's doing the, the, the basic stuff that you see people do in high school plays, highlighting the lines and just, you know, but then we like took a half hour break, came back to shoot it, and she was on. Yeah. Even though during the rehearsal she didn't, I mean, like she was kind of seemed kind of scattered. <laughs> Did and all you that. think she had never read it until that moment? I mean, sometimes that's right? the case. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Rewrites. Oh, but like you know, the lights came on, action, and like she honed in. Like she was just like, I was like, wow. So it was cool to see her, to see her process, and um, to just observe her. Which pretty much like in the scene, that's all I was doing until I had my one line. Lay down, lay down, lay down. What'd you say to her? Um, I'll, no, no, I'll be Sally Field. Go. <laughs> I'm well, pretty convincing Sally Field. Right? Yeah, I was buying it. I was buying it, <laughs> Mrs. Gump. My line was something like, um, "Lady, I, lady, I watch Oprah. Nothing surprises me," or something like that. Ooh, oh, snap! Like Tear. She was it. trying to convince me to like let her daughter go Mm-mm. because like I was a security guard and she was like, arrested. Mm-hmm. First yeah. time I was on General Hospital, my line was, "Would you like a moment alone before we take him away?" But I didn't know when I had to say it because you can't hear anything. Yeah, these people are talking on the other it. side of the set yeah. to each other. We're gonna go out like it's, they whisper. Gonna, they like, can't oh. hear a damn thing. The really? mic is hot on them, and the mic's picking them up perfectly. On the other side, yeah. I'm on the other side of the room. I'm like, hey, would you like a moment alone? I don't know when to come in. So that actually works because I always wondered, like, people are having a private conversation mm-hmm. four feet away from the person they're talking about on the set. <laughs> I always thought that was just like, yeah, like Homer Simpson. Don't let Bart know. I got to tell you, Paula and I started watching Bloodlines, and uh, there's, a, there's a new thing that we have to start incorporating in our life. For example, if I want to talk to Mandy quietly, I just come up and can we have a moment, Mandy and I? Can, can I have a guys, moment? You wanna give us guys, a room? you want to give us? Guys, want to give us a room? Give us the room. I, I never want do that. I need to start doing that. I've always yeah, wanted the room. I've just never say, given. Bart, the room. I gotta talk to my sister. Do you mind if do I? Do you mind if I have the room? And then you kick everyone out. Yeah. Who has the balls to do that? Scram! All right. Rich family in Florida. And does. clearly, then when the people are leaving, they're like, "Well, are they talking about us? Why don't they want us to hear?" Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, oh yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say I've learned the most from just auditions I mean not just being on set well on set in the sense that um, I dabble in stunts and that was a big learning experience because I I didn't have a lot of experience and people were nice enough to teach me but really just uh, I when I auditioned for Young and the Restless I was very green very new and um, I apparently got the script but didn't see that I got the script in the audition so I went in just like all right I'm ready standing there (laughs) Oh my word! Wait, 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 wait! wait. Set, set this the, up again. In oh. the room, okay. I go into audition for Young and the Restless. Okay, I've seen the show. And the script is attached to my audition that I got emailed, but I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't. Oh. I didn't. Oh. I didn't bother looking or clicking on that, you know. So I walk into you know Young and the Restless office. I get called into the room, what casting are we doing? director. <laughs> All right, just standing there. <laughs> How'd that go? All right, lay it on me. What do we got? <laughs> she was like, okay. 
I'm going to let you know the deal. And she just broke it down for me. When you get an audition, you always are going to have lines. <laughs> oh, if you don't have girl. lines, <laughs> you're going to have to come into the office. You're going to have to ask for the script. And I was like, uh-huh. Mortified, sweating, almost crying. You're going to wow. have lines. But that's- then <laughs> she sent me out. She said, here's the script. Just study it come back when you're ready and I got it and I was like <gasps> but you got the part yeah. you got you booked yeah. that's hilarious right. that's sort but of yeah. that's kind amazing. on her part yeah. right Right. <laughs> I mean she could have said a loser be gone right? yeah. <laughs> at lunchtime. yeah that's cool to oh lay it on God, you like that yeah. so funny. you're gonna have lines you that's, that's hilarious <laughs> I don't know I don't know if you know how auditions work but uh, we're gonna want you to talk <laughs> Lisa, and say some of the stuff we're the lines that we've written for you. <laughs> we're pic- going to want to hear those said. These picture tubes have sound on them for your home viewing. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and, uh, Amazing. Now we all go back to Chicago together. Now Darwin and yes. Karen and myself. I worked out on Navy Pier. Crazy. Karen I know. And I with the improv and Darwin with the singing. singing group. But group. Mandy, we we didn't cross paths then, didn't we? Not no, we're no. I I met Darwin at Navy Pier, but I never. Yeah. Were you, not you in the guys? singing group too? N- no. What were you doing? <laughs> Future cast of our improv troupe. Oh my yes. gosh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack McBrayer used to be in our improv yes, troupe. Yes, he was. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. happened really? to him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't he know. He was the alternate. He was and the now, alternate for Paul and I. <laughs> yeah, he what was. What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I think he, it was due to schedule. I do too. I'm sure it wasn't by c- because of talent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you appeared on Cupid and Early Edition. We did both the uh, oh, Chicago oh, made. Uh, the that Jeremy girl Pittman was one? adorable. Yeah, that, that, girl that was pretty was much adorable. all that was there. Paula Marshall at, at the time. Paula, no, um, um, yeah, Paula Marshall. Paula Marshall, you talking about? Bar- the the d- short, dark-haired girl. Yeah, yeah. Cupid, oh, she was adorable. Adorable. I don't know her. Yeah, wasn't didn't she come from somewhere before that? She had a movie before that. Well, like, pa- like Paula Marshall, the Bride or something. But then um, there's. Her friend who um, like does all the commercials. Now. Melanie um, Moore. Oh, Melanie Moore. Yeah, 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 Wait, yeah, it's yeah. not Moore anymore. It's Melanie Paxson. 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 Yeah, yeah. Who was in a Tom Hanks movie, the Disney one? And she was just the same. The secretary. Look at okay. this Chicago Amazing. pool of talent. I was yeah. watching wow. it, and all of a sudden, I heard a little voice, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" It's wow. It's yeah, a good time to be was. back too. Like all the shows mm-hmm. that are shot there. Tons now. of stuff. Oh now. yeah. Right. All the Chicago, all the Dick Wolf shows. Right. And all of the shot there. yeah. Oh, wow. It's like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, PD, Chicago EMT, Chicago, 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 yeah. Chicago Police, Chicago Public Library. Those Public are the two works. Big, the two big themes and themes in television I've noticed is anything that takes place in Chicago and anything in cold weather. Yeah. Ice road yeah. truckers, mm-hmm. ice fishing, uh, Alaska wild, no, ice troopers. Thank you. They should Anything just be called it Chicago blue collar. But wait, I need to go what? back for a second. Okay. So you do stunts, Mandy. Yes. And I, I, I couldn't help but notice a little word I enjoy uh, popping up in your IMDb page, Avengers. <laughs> yes. So what happened there? Oh, man. It was incredible. When I, I, I moved back to Chicago after being in L.A. for a bit, and uh, on my drive back to Chicago, I got called by uh, someone who did a live stunt show with me, Terminator, at Universal Studios. Oh, yeah. And they asked me if I was flexible and could do a backbend from standing up. And they asked if I was actually 5'9". I said yes. And then I got cast in a movie, The Unborn, which is a David Goyer film. Oh, nice. Then, because Chicago just loves you if you're nice and if you say <laughs> you can do what you can do. Like read the lines off right? the script. Right, like read the lines <laughs> off the script. Out loud. Yes. Yeah. Not just in your head, man. No. Out loud. 
No, they 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 called me for two weeks on the Avengers, and um, it was fantastic. It was. Did you shoot in Chicago or in L.A.? Actually, Cleveland. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, really? Cleveland. That movie, that movie got around. Yeah. that movie yeah. shot everywhere. But isn't it that just like L.A.? It like it's like oh, you're leaving. Oh well, I guess if you don't want to be part of my party anymore, go ahead. Like, right. you're literally, call right? you. It's just <laughs> waiting for you to leave and go. Oh, okay, I guess you don't want to be in a movie. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll come back, L.A. I'll come back. Uh-huh. You got me. Well, so what did you do? What involved the backbend, the crazy backbend? Well, was that, that was, that was the, the unborn. unborn. Okay. Yeah, that, that I got possessed by a small child. Well, and, and, of course she's and doing yes. a backbend. She got possessed. It's the That's thing. all they do. It's the thing to do in horror movies. Walk downstairs that way. And hit oh, I wish. I yep. wish I... Her uh, head spins around like an owl. Bending, yeah. Backbending is the new head spins around. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, but the Avengers, um, I was a civilian running through taxis that were exploding. Oh, I saw you. Yeah, right. My relatives always say that you can't see me no, at all no, but yeah, it's adorable um, and but I'm then, glad that you were running yes, like yes I was running mm-hmm. but they exploded him for real no yes. CGI yes yeah. we had to put all this gooey gel on so we huh. don't catch fire what really? okay yeah. you need to talk more about this yeah I want to hear about that <laughs> and you're probably wearing earplugs and stuff right earplugs mm-hmm. gel um, I mean we were we looked like Wet, gelled up, ashy rats. At the end of the day, okay. Right, right up until ashy rats, you had me. Yeah. Wet, wet and gelled up. Wet I'm with you. This is what stunt, This is what stunt people and Tom Cruise sign up for. Yeah. There you go. Now, how many takes did you have to do? Oh my gosh, a bunch, <gasps> a bunch. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, great it was so gig. much fun. And um, I actually fell. I wasn't supposed to fall, but I fell. Because hmm. you give in your roles. Right, right, You're right. Like, I give. My, my, you could tell your character is going to fall. Right. You, you slipped in the gel as well. I slipped <laughs> in the gel. Yeah, yeah. But I kept going, you know. Good girl. I kept going. Mm-hmm. And then I was a, a police officer that shot at the big aliens. Oh. At the end, yeah. I need to go watch Spoiler alert. Yeah. I know. Wait yeah, a aliens minute. Attack aliens attack Aliens, what? <laughs> There's know. aliens at the end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listen, I want to ask you what we ask every guest who comes on our show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Whoever would like to go first, dive right into the title. That's that's tough. That's tough. Now, while you're thinking, Uh, let me fill the air by saying you can answer a couple of ways, right? You could have, you know. (laughs) Yes. I sometimes like to ask people the movie you could always watch. You just put it in, you could watch it. If it's on, you're going to watch it. Okay. Okay, that didn't help. Well, that one, well, (laughs) well, the movie that... I can always watch it's probably Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh, I love yes. Back to the Future. Can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was actually flying back from uh, China a couple weeks ago and I watched Jaws <gasps> oh, again. Yes. And like that brought up the, those same memories from back in the 80s or whenever it was, you know, I watched it. Um, 75. <laughs> That's when it came out. That's right. Was really but I was, you were probably not yeah, watching yeah, it. It was probably like in, like in the TV <laughs> you were too small. movie, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was intense, even now. So, I mean, for the sake of those feelings coming back and being kind of reminiscent, that was... You're probably thinking, the fucking shark, can it get me in the plane? I made my safe? <laughs> <laughs> We're going over water here. Sharks on a plane. Time. Sharknado. Sharks yeah, on a that, plane. Yes. Patent pending, patent pending. Don't sit on the toilet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. So, so back to the future. Okay. I'm a big fan yeah. of that. Yeah, we, someone mentioned that a few weeks ago. It gets mentioned a lot. Yeah. Because it is fairly flawless. I mean, even the time travel is handled really well where you don't they don't mess up a whole lot. And the guy who wrote it went to my high school. Bob Gale? Nice. Bob Gale yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. not, not when I was there, but... <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but he, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got out of high school with nobody. And, you know, <laughs> hundreds of years. <laughs> so, good on Bob Gale. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mandy? Um, there's so many, but the one that I just... 
that pops into my head is the Fisher King. Whoa! I love right. I love that movie. I just right. that is I just recently watched that maybe about half a year ago and oh. I cried. I I just don't know why I don't remember. I saw it like a long time ago in college and when I rewatched it. I was oh I know why because of that because of Robin. Well, we will when oh, Robin died. Yeah, yeah. That's then the one we watched. I really cried. I don't know why. Yeah. I was For like, why did I watch? Oh, is that Mercedes Rule? Yeah. Yes. yes. Matter of fact, when that movie was out, everybody told me I look like Mercedes Rose. Oh, you were like, thank you. I was like, okay. <laughs> yes. Her. Talk about two. Yeah, we could have watched we could have watched Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> no, we chose that one. Oh. oh. We were already sad and then we got sadder watching <laughs> Fisher mm, King. So good. But it, you forget Jeff Bridges is great in that yep. movie too. I yeah. am uh oh. Mr. Underplay. That guy doesn't yeah. does, uh, rarely overacts. You know, unless he's in something goofy like Hang R.I.P.D. Hang on, let me help him. Jeff Bridges, is he the dude or? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, the dude. dude. Okay. 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 I'm just helping Bart. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a question though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love me some Jeff Bridges, Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. all of that. I really do. He's one of my favorites. Lately, yeah. what's happening? What's happening he's, lately? He's becoming the dude in real he's life. He's always the is dude. Is that what's happening? I think so. <laughs> it's, it's called the, it's the more so years. So he was always kind of the dude, but the yeah, older we is. get, so like if you're a dick when you're 20, when you're 80, you're going to be a complete ass. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so he was, yeah. he's just getting more and more dude until he kind of like folds in on himself. In his Stern interview, he was totally the dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was always doing that. <laughs> Now Paul like likes dude, to yeah. Paul likes to ask that question. What's your favorite movie? I like to ask, what's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Because <laughs> we know you have one. You're no, so I, 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 everybody I definitely has have one. one. Minority Report. Ooh. Wow! I, well I, done. I love, I love that. Report. I yeah. love that. Well yeah. done, mm-hmm. Dark Horse. I mean, no, that's that's the wrong answer, but that's good for you. <laughs> good for you. Uh oh, what's happening? Cruise news. Cruise news. <laughs> is there cruise news happening? Uh, that was cruise. Oh my God, we Bart found is out running. that his uh, favorite movie is Minority Report. <laughs> wow. yes. That's great. Yes, hands down. Oh Lord, I uh, I actually that. love that one too. Mm-hmm. Minority Report. I mean, if I had to pick another one, I guess uh, Last Samurai. Hmm. But I love Minority. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's that one? I'm thinking of The Firm. The Firm is badass, though. The Firm's a great movie. That's yeah. a great movie. I never saw it. Oh, oh my God. It's so full of great actors. It's Holly so Hunter, good. Ed Harris, Gene Hackman, yeah. Wilford the, the, Brimley. The chick, the wife is great <laughs> in this. Brimley. What's her name? Gene Triplehorn. Triplehorn. Great yeah, in yeah. this. She's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That movie's fantastic. And it's Sidney Pollack, the great Sidney Pollack. Speaking of Sidney Pollack. Yes. What did you see this week? I just want to say that our show Wait is getting, for it, Karen. Oh. Thank you. Our show is getting more and more of a morning madhouse feel hey, to it. <laughs> hey, we got another song for you. Yeah. <laughs> Are we getting a little zooey? We're getting a little morning, morning zoo. zoo. The movie guy zoo? Okay. I don't want to get a little zooey. Well, Karen, in, in regards to what we saw this week, Karen and I, uh, we went... I did two throwback movies, and one of them I did with Karen. We saw right. Sidney Pollock's Three Days of the Condor oh. at the Arclight. Because L.A. is the greatest. Yes. Because they will show old movies in the theater all the time. Yeah. And you can watch your favorite movie of all time. You can watch Back to the Future in the theater sometime this year. It's just going to happen. Or, or out at like the cemetery when they broadcast stuff on the side I of the building. I think they had Jaws there recently, too. Mm-hmm. They did? Yeah, yeah. Jaws yeah. just played at the uh, New Beverly. Yeah, yeah. I just saw Jaws at a screening room at Universal. Yeah, it's I mean, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, 40th anniversary. Well, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But um, Three Days of the Condor is a little dated. In the music and some stuff, but the themes are kind of the same as far as like it's a spy movie about the CIA being a bunch of tricky fucks. 
The one thing I found myself thinking during the movie, um, first of all, I'd never seen Robert Redford in his heyday. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Oh right? <laughs> Holy yeah. God. You see him today, he looks like a catcher's mitt. The guy really <laughs> looks like- He looks fine. But when he was doing his thing, he was very beautiful. And before all hell started breaking loose, Paul, when he was just walking around and getting lunch and stuff, I could have watched that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing well, was happening. Well, you need to watch All the President's Men because well, nothing happens in there. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but he and Dustin Hoffman but, do stuff. They noodle at their desk. Oh, watch that. I the need worst. to write that down. But um, also, I found myself watching it and just going, whoever did this movie really captured the 70s. I'm like, these mm. cars are perfect. <laughs> then I went, what the hell? Is it's this shot in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> it's contemporary <laughs> for the time, honey. lost my mind. I'm like, this shit is really specific. <laughs> Everything was right. Academy Award for <laughs> set design on this one. Wow. Even the pencils are right. Oh. The, uh, the calendars say 1974 <laughs> on them. Everybody in Redford's uh, CIA office gets whacked, perfect. and he's got to figure out what happened. Oh, so that's three like, days of the It's like five mm, shootings, okay. yeah, so he's got to figure out who's behind it. It's so and, good. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know, double, double crossing and all this stuff. It's a lot of things you've seen before. Only because they've been done since then a bunch. Mm. But I wonder how groundbreaking this one was in its CIA stories. Mm. Um, but it's good. That's also Sidney Pollack who we just mentioned. So uh, Faye Dunaway is also in it. Um, and it's I lean over to Paul during the movie. I go, who is she? And he's like, Faye Dunaway. I'm like, she's beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, classic, my God. Classic. So many women then. I mean, I mean, not, I mean, there's beautiful women now. Julie Christie. But there's just, wow. You're right. You're right, Mandy. Back then. <laughs> You forget how gorgeous these women were. That was right. amazing. And she was really spunky and funny, and she was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the next night, I saw The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which got me out of movie jail. We have a little thing called movie jail. <laughs> and if you, there's a movie you should have seen by now, but you haven't, you are in jail. Oh. I got out of Christmas Story jail last Christmas. <gasps> Hadn't seen it till then. Wow. But I'm out. Good. I'm out. And I finally saw The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. For a movie guy, I should have seen this by now. It's Sergio Leone's massive western with... Eli Wallach running, and uh, Clint Eastwood, <laughs> and Lee Van Cleef, and it's, man, those movies, I we saw Once Upon a Time in the West a little while back down at the uh, Motion yeah. Picture Academy. Hmm. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is playing all week at the New Beverly, Tarantino's place down on uh, Beverly Avenue, and it just, it's an old print, so it's, you know, kind of grainy, and sh- but but it's a print that was, was, I can't remember what the exact technique was called, but it's something that maintained the color. So it wasn't super pink. We saw stripes down there recently, and the the whole print was pink, and that's Mm -hmm. like 20 years later. Um, But the color looked great, and it's a great movie. And Mm -hmm. Leone has such an eye for cinematic just vistas, you know, and and close-ups and everything. And he takes his time painstakingly, yet you're never bored. Like, it's such a slow, deliberate movie, but you're never going... Moving along, you're just sitting there going, "Oh, what's gonna go on next?" This, these guys are all crazy, and it has a wacky sense of humor. I, those movies are great. I want to see the other ones I haven't, which include uh, "Fistful of Dollars" and "For a Few Dollars More." I'm way behind in all those movies. Finally, getting caught up, and can highly recommend. Eamon Saman, guest of the shows, oh. favorite oh, movie of yes, all time. That's right. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's all right. right. Mm-hmm. What you see? And it's Mandy? at the New Beverly, the greatest theater of all time. All right. What did Mandy see? Did you see anything this week? Uh, I did. I did. I actually, I saw a movie in the theater, but what I, I really want to talk about Any is- Any movies, fair game. Okay, good. I don't leave the house. My movies are all on TBS. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I had a, a, an action-packed week. Ooh. Yes. And and they were both so freaking good. I saw The Equalizer with Denzel oh, Washington. Oh, yeah. That is a great also movie. Also, Antoine Fuqua. 
and, oh. and John Wick with Cool Breeze. Oh. Cool Breeze. Cool Breeze. Can't believe I haven't seen I that I know yet. we need to see that. I am in love with that He's, movie. It, Are you it's, in love with it, Cool Breeze? I am. Yeah, I am. He is our hero. I am. And he Darwin. looks so good in that movie. Mm. Darwin says Cool Breeze, the best way I've ever heard. Yes. Give me one more of those. Uh, the Cool Breeze. Yeah! <laughs> Get that for a drop, Paul. Drop that. Grab that drop. <laughs> Grab that drop. I think I will. Oh my That's gosh. Funny. Yeah, it's so good. And it, it I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say it the right way, but it, it reminds me of like a Japanese movie mixed with, I mean, it's just so stylized and perfect how they did it. It really, same with the Equalizer. I just, I heard they're making a sequel. Oh, good. To the Equalizer. Wow. The Equalizer so, has the biggest explosion I've seen in many moons. When yeah. he just blows up the docks, yeah, yeah. the docks explode, and then like, how did Boston not like go on lockdown with the size <laughs> of this explosion? Mm-hmm. I have a question. And he walks away from it in badass form. Oh, oh in slow motion. Denzel walking <laughs> away from no a- running in that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not seen either Equalizer or John Wick, and I both I want to see both of them. But um, in my in my older age, I've I've changed in my tastes in movies. So I only want movies that I know the guy's going to kick ass for the entire time and there's no chance he's not going to kick yes. ass. Jack Reacher's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. He's never behind the eight ball ever. You should see The Equalizer then. Okay, you really so should. I was going to ask. Equal- yeah, it's yeah. great. It yeah. felt like he he's just, never behind yeah. the eight ball. And he's got a way he does things yeah. and he totally he's kicks badass. ass. Yeah. He helps people. I'll watch it and, now. Oh, Thank and you. And John so Wick. I mean, it's not... I, uh, the puppy I, avenging story. Is that that one? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's That's how I know it. Yeah, that was. I haven't seen it yet, but I know he avenges the death of a puppy, and it's really okay for me. And I would do the same, right? Yes. Yes. Darwin's over there making squishy noises. No, this one. <laughs> <laughs> what did you see, Darwin? Oh, I'm kind of. Ashamed. Well, Jaws, right? He's on Jaws. Oh, you saw well, yeah. Jaws. No, 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 Jaws is, was my favorite. But you said you were on a plane from two China years, two weeks ago. Oh, oh wow. okay. um, you could have lied and said I saw it this week. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> hey, Paul, do you have the "What did you see two weeks ago" theme? <laughs> Play that. <laughs> what did you see two weeks ago? Well, I am a fan of the Sharknado trilogy, uh, and we watched uh, Sharknado three. Mm-hmm. Three you picked up ago. our slack. Yeah. Uh, did they appear on a plane? No. Oh, not no, yet. No, no, no. They're going to. But man, that, that movie, man, was just <sighs> lovely. <laughs> Did I see Mark uh, Cuban in one of them? Yeah. He plays oh, the president why wouldn't you? What? <laughs> and like, that, that, that's the cool thing about it. I mean, that is the perfect drinking game movie. Um, what are the rules? Um, drink every time you have a, you see a cameo. Okay. Oh, yeah. And every time you see it, like, someone get killed by a shark. <laughs> I mean, like, pretty yeah. much the <laughs> entire face. film is cameos. Are we going to be wasted? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, like, the, like, probably the first 12 minutes in. <laughs> Seriously. No one has ever seen minute 14 of the drinking game version of <laughs> and, Sharknado. And actually, going back to the, um, <sighs> the, uh, the, uh, um, the Bad Runners. Oh, the, yeah. The, uh-huh. the opening scene of that movie, um, um, the lead of the film, the guy from Melrose Place or whatever. Ian Ziering? Yeah, yeah. Him. Ian Ziering. You yeah, know he, a lot. Well, I am Facebook friends with Tara Reid, so she keeps me up. The uh, fact that I didn't even know that he was in Mel- <laughs> Melrose Place is kind of bad, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 90210, but I let that go. Was it? Okay. Uh, wow. Hey, My bad. No, you're <laughs> that good. That makes you cooler. <laughs> I'm glad you don't know. What's wrong but with you? He starts the movie out running for literally five minutes. <laughs> and it's. Not good. Not good at all, dude. You, I mean, just to see that is like worth the. Yeah. the I can't see that and then go watch Tom Cruise run. It'd yeah. just be so it's bad. It's so funny. But yeah, like that was, that was good times. I want us all to remember when we're cast in something and we have to run to really think about Tom think Cruise. About, yeah. Oh, just envision doing it like Tom. Yeah. yeah. Feel free to take your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now ah, online, <laughs> online, people are voting whether they want Tara Reid to live right. or die in the next movie. Right. In the next oh. show. Well, I Which can I, tell I, you. it has to be die, right? I mean, I'm why like, would you even vote? People probably enjoy not, watching her suffer during the I'm movie. I'm like, let her get a check. Yeah. I was just saying, yeah. if you follow her on Facebook, which I do. Did you see American Reunion? Like the fourth American Pie movie? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. she in it? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And what's his name? Oh, God. The guy from Rookie of the Year. That kid who plays oh. his her boyfriend in the okay. movie, uh-huh. acting right. his ass off to yeah. make something out of her performance. <laughs> and you can tell they're doing like over-the-shoulder shots because it's like we can't have her in the shot while he's doing oh. his thing. You know, I mean, she's just, she's the whole time she's like in her head, she's in some club on ecstasy. She can just be the girl with the missing toe in Big Lebowski. That's all. Bunny. She can be Bunny. Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are the days. Let me go find an ATM. Those are the days. I I had some sort of marathon. I don't know what happened to me. I just got into a Simon Pegg wormhole and it, it started with Hot Fuzz, which... Was fantastic! <laughs> oh my god, it just made me so happy. Have you seen it? I've not seen Hot Fuzz. Ugh, Holy cow. part of the Cornetto trilogy, Cornetto. Cornetto. Yes. So I decided after that to see Shaun of the Dead. Brilliant. <laughs> saw that one. I did see Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Also, so funny. And what was funny to me is I know his the woman who played his mom from Downton Abbey. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, it's the Downton Abbey lady. So that was weird. And another thing that's crazy about these movies is. I have a series of boyfriends who, you know, that is one series of boyfriends like Colin Firth and um, Steve Martin and like Bill Murray and Lyle Levin and stuff. Those are my guests. But then now, and these movies are a whole nother series of boyfriends. Every time someone would turn around, I'm like, oh my God. Oh, Martin Freeman. <laughs> Martin Freeman. Yeah. And then uh, Bill Nighy, not the science guy. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my God. All of these great guys and, and uh, Bridget Jones. Yes. <laughs> I was dying. It was killing me. Good Lots times. of boyfriends there. And then I got sucked in because then all of a sudden I was like, well, I need to see me some Colin Firth. So I watched Bridget Jones' Edge of Reason. Oh. I revisited that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I love Bridget Jones. Colon, Edge of Reason? Yeah. That colon's perfectly placed. It's not as good. <laughs> Sadly, still a lot of shit going through? The, a lot of shit going through, but Paul will back me up on this. Every time Mark Darcy and uh, Hugh Grant's character fight, nothing it's the greatest thing in the world. Nothing better. Yeah, they, I swear to God, they wrestle on the top and kick each other with their feet, and then they end up in water all the time, and they're just Ooh. horrible at it. Wet shirts. Yeah. What t-shirt? It's English that. and adorable. It's adorable. <laughs> it's so cute. English I even paused it because I knew it was going to happen. I ran into the office. I'm like, honey, it's going to happen. He's like, I'm coming. So Paul comes out. He sits on the couch with me and we watch them fight. Oh, good time. It's so good. Uh, with so friend good. of the show, John Weinberg, I went to see a double feature also. So I saw four movies last week, which is a great week to have. Um, Movie pass. Yes. Mr. Holmes was one, the film about Sherlock Holmes in his 90s, hmm. looking back oh, to Ian the case that got him out of the business. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't like it so much. Uh-huh. It was a little, uh, the, the case wasn't interesting enough, I didn't think, for me to follow it with any great passion. Um, it McKellen's great, always is. You know, the the score was a little nuts. It, like, one of those scores that never stopped. It's like, you can calm down and maybe come back and, like, punch a moment or something, but you just continually Unlike going. Unlike front of the show, PBS. Joe Kramer, say, Joe Kramer did not score that movie. Kicking Ooh. some major butt in Mission um, Impossible. And then I saw The End of the Tour, which is about David Foster Wallace, the author, uh, at the end of a book tour in 1996, where he's interviewed by David Lipsky, a Rolling Stone uh, writer who wants to do an interview with him, and he more or less embeds himself into his life. If you know David Foster Wallace at all, he's very odd. Uh, Jason Siegel plays him, and he's fantastic. 
I know. Wow. Jason Siegel is fantastic. Of Muppet fame? Of Jason Muppet Sp- fame. Wow. Uh, but he's not, it, it's not a role he has to overact. In fact, he underplays the whole thing. He doesn't have, you know, not a lot is demanded of him in far as like superior range, but a lot's demanded of him in making an original character and being an intellectual artist who has, you know, real pain inside and vulnerability. He's quite good and matched with Jesse Eisenberg, who's just the opposite, you know, that sort of woodpecker way that he does everything. Mm -hmm. The two of them have this great relationship that's sort of tumultuous and sort of uh, friendly, never too bromancy, which is great. It has a much higher purpose Mm -hmm. in the movie, and uh, it's really good from the director of The Spectacular Now. What was that called again, Paul? The end of the tour. End of the tour. And it may end open this week in limited release, I believe. It should okay. be making its way to TBS in 2018. I will tell you all about it then. Thank you. Right. Did you see anything, anything to report on? I had a date. I didn't. I couldn't stay home and watch TV. Sorry. All right. Then uh, let's get on to the big finally, or the finale, as we call it for the show. All right. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Happy birthday, Arnold oh, that's Schwarzenegger. Right. He shares one with my dad. Oh, did you birthday? ever confuse the two? It might be my dad. Uh, oh. He turned, oh, 60- oh, oh. <laughs> he turned 67, but can play anywhere from an actor to a politician to an actor again. Balls. 67? <laughs> I know. Holy balls. It's that right. Oh. You can currency Arnold in Terminator Genesis. Fun fact. <gasps> did you know that Arnold was the first U.S. citizen to own a Humvee, a high-mobility, multipurpose wheeled vehicle? Wow. In the entire United States. Well, you know, Karen, I have a fun fact for you. you. Yeah. 118,845. What is that? That is the number of seconds before Mission Impossible Rogue Ah. Nation is released. Fun fact number two. Uh, Yes. 1,980. What is that? That is the number of minutes before Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. (laughs) I don't know if I'd even back to that. Those are both. What does Rouge Nation open, by the way? (laughs) Did I spell it that way? (laughs) No, no, I just would like to see that. we all know Arnold from his hits like Kindergarten Cop and Jingle All the Way. But Yes, that's what we know him from. (laughs) Those are the movies that come blazing to mind. Well, everybody loves Kindergarten Cop. What movies did he turn down? It's not going to be a quiz. I'm just going to tell you. He turned down Spider-Man. He was going to play Dr. Octopus. But James Cameron decided not to be in that production anymore, and therefore... No Dr. Octopus happened. That's right. Oh. There was originally rumored that Jim Carrey was going to be Spider-Man. Even wow. way back in the day with James Cameron. It was back Cameron. in the 80s, oh, wow. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. before he bailed on his whole Also, production. they were going to make a True Lies 2. Oh, I love that movie. Right? right? Great movie. movie. Again, we just saw that maybe six months ago on the big screen. Yeah. That's a love story, that movie. Yeah, I love Jamie <sighs> Curtis. Holds up. Jamie Lee hot. Curtis. Thanks. Boing. Wow. They were going to do that, but Cameron dropped out of the movie, and therefore Arnold Schwarzenegger dropped out, and it never happened. You can so, barely see her penis in that movie. Shut up. Ho-ho. Next, Die Hard. He was originally cast as John McClane. What? What? Mind blown. According to the interwebs, we know how truthful they are. But also. Can't be true if it's <laughs> not Can't be true on. if it's not in the internet. There's a poster, though. Also, the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> thank you. Starring The Rock. Was originally going to be with Mr. Schwarzenegger. Could you imagine him and little Wayne? Mandy's, Mandy's faint. Are you all right? Do you I like just, Dwayne Johnson? I do. Oh, yeah. you can't go wrong with little Dwayne Johnson. Mm. Can't little, go wrong with little, little Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Is that what you call it? His little Dwayne? His little Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> also, now this Dwayne's one. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him in RoboCop, but it went to Peter Weller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of would defeat oh. the purpose of already have a huge guy. <laughs> yeah. You want to take the smaller guy and have him be a robot. And the last one that I thought was interesting was Judge Dredd. 
Oh, yeah, that's not but too weird. That would have been I think, interesting. I, I, I think most of us go, he wasn't in that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Will Will Wheaton, who turns 43, but can play anywhere from an actor with personality to a personality who acts. He was first seen on screen in... Stand By Me. That's right. He played the part of Gordy Lachance. And then he went on to do Star Trek The Next Generation. But most recently, he's playing a fictionalized version of himself... On CBS in the Big Bang Theory. Did yes. you hear about this? Oh yeah, he's he's a. I've watched a oh. lot it's of that. Crazy. He is a reoccurring. It's pretty funny. He's got yeah. this. Uh, he's got like a. What is that called? He's um, got a war going on with yeah. Sheldon, and, and yeah. they're, they're nemesis, right? And uh, yeah, it's a pretty funny. Uh, pretty funny arc. I it's it's it. interesting because they made him seem like he's got his own persona and is, but he is playing himself, playing this legend. Yeah, he you plays know. he plays Will Wheaton. Yeah, with all the Will Wheaton baggage of so coming funny. from Star Trek, which yeah. is why the guys on Big Bang Big Bang love him right. so much. What are you gonna that. do? Shoot all of us? No snake, just you. <laughs> Stand after, by me. After playing oh, Joey yeah. Trota in the action film Toy Soldiers, I don't know if you know anything right, about with that. With Sean Astin. He moved. Uh, he moved to Topeka, Kansas. He said this was a period of growth for him because he moved away from L.A. That helped him with his anger issues. <laughs> Pissed off Will Wheaton. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody no. wants that. Now I have a fun game for Ooh. everyone to play. I insist okay. my games be fun. Well, we all know a little bit about Will Wheaton, but what do we really know? So I'm going <laughs> to list a name of a movie, and you tell me whether or not he was actually in it. Oh. Okay. All right. We'll start off easy. Flubber. Not the original. No. Not the original. He was actually in Flubber. I'm say yes because if, <laughs> if we're going easy, I'm gonna start easy. He was in Flubber. I know. Wait a minute. With Fred McMurray, no. Flubber? No, that was my absent-minded professor. Robin Williams was in Flubber. Oh, yes. Right. He yes. also again. You never remember the remakes, but they was, keep remaking him anyway. He and she's having a baby too. No. No. No, I made that up. I yeah, don't there's know what that no is. such movie. <laughs> <laughs> How about Fag Hag? What? what? That sounds just... I'm going to say yeah. Just, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. He was in it. How about Girls' Night Out? I think that was produced in Topeka, Kansas, <laughs> when he was in Topeka. <laughs> Girls' it's Night dark Out. Period. Girls' Night Out. Mm. Uh, I think I remember that movie. You know, Dar- Darwin seems like to know quite it. a bit about... Yeah, Darwin's Will a Will Wheaton fan. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, hey. Wait, uh, I'm going with whatever Darwin says. What do you think? I'm gonna say Girls' no. Night Out? No. He's right. No, I made that up. It's actually See? Boys' Night Out. How about Trekkin'? <laughs> I changed one word. Trekkin must be yes. Yes, Trekkin's yes. And lastly, this one's tricky. Flintstones on the rocks. Uh, wow. Because I remember there was Flintstones and there was Viva Rock Vegas. And then? And then there was another one? Yeah. Mm. They probably got down to Will Wheaton. He's got to be, he's gotta be a young Fred Flintstone he in was, that. I don't know who he played, but he was in that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Woo! And lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Edward Furlong, mm. who turns 38. Ooh, what? Woo, but can play anywhere from an underwear model <laughs> to a child actor. He was an underwear model? Yes. Wow. Uh, what? For what's Calvin Klein. What? He was born in Glendale, California, and was found by <laughs> casting director Molly Flynn. Molly Finn. Molly huh? Finn. Yes. She actually came in when Paul and I were teaching little kids uh, singing and whatnot. She came in and sat in on my class because she was looking for the daughter for Charlize Theron, and she found her in my class. Oh, wow. How oh, crazy yeah. is for, that? For uh, that uh, movie, the con- North Country. North Country. Yeah. So, so when I heard that, I was like, this is crazy. Oh, she I did that, that in yeah. my class. That little girl was in my class. Crazy. But she cast him because she felt that he could actually hold his own opposite Arnold and Linda Hamilton. Now, Lee. Yes, Karen. This one's a particularly fantastic find. Oh, 
Not only is it a celebrity who sings, yes. but it's their birthday. It is Mr. Edward Furlong. You know how much I like him uh, when he sings. You do. People ask me, mm-hmm. can you tell me two interesting things about Karen? Sure. He asks me all this, this all the time. People stop him on the street. I say, first of all, she doesn't always shower with the water on, which is weird. <laughs> it was second, a drought. It's a drought, dude. <laughs> Secondly, she loves when celebrities sing. I love it, especially when I can find a gem like this. So back in the day, Edward Furlong had a bit of a singing career in Japan. And this song is called Hold On Tight, and it actually went on to be number one in Japan. Yes. And charted before Whitney's Houston, I Will Always Love You. I think I just charted myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it sounds a little Japanesey. That's what I like it. He's big in Japan. Huge. Birthday. Wow. Reflecting now that he's 38 wow. on the decisions he's made. You know what I was wondering? Because he has that pubescent voice so badly in Terminator. I was wondering if he was going to sing like that. And he does. And he yeah. does. And you hear him in there. You, you heard him a lot when you were uh, doing Terminator show, right? Yeah. Plenty of Eddie Furlong when you were yep. doing that show. What's he's his like, line? Easy peasy. Or what is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like, Something yeah, like easy that. Pe- yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can hack into anything. Easy, easy money. Easy money. Easy that's money. It. Easy money. Easy money. Yeah. I'm like, I miss easy money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. That wraps up the uh, movie showcast, everybody. Together we're the movie guys. Individually we are. You can follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, as I mentioned earlier. Facebook.com slash the movie guys. Go on there and find out about our upcoming show at the iOS this Sunday the 2nd. Uh, also, iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funnier Dice, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Mandy Schneider and Darwin Harris. Hey. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank that. you. So it's uh, Twitter at what? Pictures Up 15. Pictures Up 15. Instagram, same. Yes. And then just go to YouTube and Facebook and find your pages. Pictures Get up. on board now. And so when the shows start coming out, you're right there. Yes. They, well, they how long are they going to run? What do you think? About... Uh, seven to ten minutes. Oh, Very great. Short. So, so yeah. get some knowledge and off you go with your yeah, day. exactly. And not like with us, we have to sit there. Well, luckily, people get caught in traffic, so that works out to our advantage. Yes. The people driving to Orange County love us. Let's just say there's no limits in the world. Who would you want sitting across from you more than anybody else to interview? Bill Murray. What? Oh, Are you. you asking me? Oh. Yeah, that's tough, dude. Did you say Rick Moranis? If you don't answer, we get more of this. No! Oh, hurry up, hurry up! <laughs> um, I'm a little hurt. Well, well the show's not going to be just limited to, to actors. It's yeah, they're like, not limited like to actors, the, Bart. People in the industry, directors, casting directors, producers. Oh, cool. So, I would have to say... Pat Peach. Tom Cruise. Gary Oldman. Oh, that'd be, that'd be a good song. Gary Oldman. Plus, you could go to some British pub or something, right? Exactly. <laughs> have a pint or two. Mandy? Um, I guess if it's not limited to actors, um, I think it would be cool to to hear James Cameron, maybe. Oh yeah. All right, I go. mean, I, I I just saw this documentary about him, how he like scuba dives and he does all these crazy things, and 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 I mean, his movie ideas are insane. So yeah. I think he'd be interesting. Man's man, that James Cameron diving to the bottom of the ocean, saving the world. Uh, all right, and uh, that's it for uh, DigitalMindProductions.com, TheBooBaySisters.com, KarenVolpe.com, and all the other fun links to go and check out. 
Uh, thanks to Steve Schultz and to Pat Peach. And uh, next week we move into August, and we'll see you this weekend at IO West at 3 p.m. August 2nd. Thanks again, and we'll see you.